Hello and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce Odyssey podcast. I'm here with Kirill from Rush. Kirill, could you tell us about your Shopify app, please? Uh, thanks, thanks so much for having me today on the podcast. It's been a while since we started. Uh, since <laughs> we we managed to a lot to, has changed in the world. Up. A lot yeah. has changed in the world since then. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we're here, and hopefully, we're going to provide some value to your audience and to the people who are going to listen to the podcast. Uh, I'm Kirill Kirillov, coming up from Bulgaria. We uh, launched a Shopify app called Rush back in 2020, back in March. And uh, we are so fortunate right now to support more than 1,500 plus Shopify merchants every single day and growing uh, rapidly. And uh, hopefully I can uh, give my take on the current so state of e-commerce. Tell us about, what is, what is the, tell us about, you know, what does this, uh, you know, it, it, how does this extend the Shopify, you know, functionality? Why is there a need for it? And how did you get the idea? Uh, I, yeah, that's a good question, by the way. It goes back to 2017 when I kind of migrated my efforts from building Amazon FBA uh, private label businesses to acquiring traffic from Facebook and uh, just uh, doing dropshipping with products from China, to be honest with you. I've done it for almost like three years uh, on a good scale. And I realized that I have so many issues that uh, always coming up on top with payment processors, with people getting angry because of these super weird Chinese uh, carriers that are not gonna get uh, anybody notified because these integrations are gonna take time to even Shopify to build them up accordingly and to leverage the data in order to make your customers calm in a sense to give us like 10 or 15 days, your product is gonna get delivered. But in the meantime, feel free to come back, look up more products and it's a natural process for satisfying the expectations and making people come back to your store and spend more money. So how does it work? So basically it's a plugin. Is it, how does it compare to the Shopify shop app, which does a, you know, will show tracking details? Uh, Shopify app is a great extension to the, to the platform itself, but it's uh, super limited to the functionality that anybody can get uh, their hands on. Meaning that uh, the consumer has to number one, install an application, which is like from App Store or Android Store. We're not an application, let alone. We're an application for the merchants to leverage the data and to turn the data into more uh, repeat bias coming back to their website and their funnel. So for instance, if Shopify app is gonna notify when an item is out for delivery or delivered, we have 50 plus recipes ready to go, heralded customs out of the customs having an unexpected delay, any kind of issues, which are part of the unboxing experience, meaning that from order to unboxing experience, we are here to support you, get the maximum out of your communication with your customers. Is this something which has to be done manually? So for example, I mean, it, will it only work with, okay, so queries I know, for example, Royal Mail don't feed back that information as far as I know. Royal Mail is gonna feed all the information via API. If it's so can you get more information? Will it tell you with it? If I was to send something from, from, by raw mail from the UK to Bulgaria, yeah, will it tell me how much information will, it, will your system be able to give the customer about where these products are? Yeah, that's a good question, by the way. Uh, all the info that we're going to get from the API of raw mail, and it's been updated almost every single day, if not a couple of times per day on, on these busy season of the year, of the, oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, busy seasons of the year. And technically, you're going to leverage the data. And when I say data, think about it like that. 
there the the default status is like in transit out for delivery pending delivered etc but for instance there is a snippet of information called the description of the daily update coming up from the carry itself that snippet and that text of description you can apply it using Clavio, omnisend or any other for example email service provider that, that we're currently integrated with to notify your customers so it might be it's currently held at uh, heathrow airport and it's been there for the past two three days like for instance the shop app doesn't really know that information but we know it and you can use that as a trigger to push an email notification out to make your customer satisfied with the with the feedback okay so presumably do you uh, what do you support a, a wide range of careers uh more than 400 plus right now direct api integrations it took a while to build them up by the way it's really like imagine yeah our career integrations I, mean, I imagine they must be variable in quality they are and uh with with uh with the more data that we're gonna start collecting uh the better that we have to become as a software platform because we're consuming so much data so many updates every single few minutes and uh, we just need to keep on building that beautiful performance and experience to the end consumer which is our client which is the shopify merchant itself so is, this, is this particularly good for people who because you mentioned you know drop shipping from china is this system particularly good for international shipping it's both great for domestic and international as well with three, uh, couple of reasons, by the way. Uh, number one, the velocity of the retention, if it's a domestic shipping, is going to be actually the frequency of communicating with your bias is going to be as often as possible. So for instance, in a matter of five days, you can send maybe between three and five shipping notifications, and you're going to expect between three and five sessions per single buyer to come back to your store look up the order information and then consume more content when it's going to be posts more products best-selling collections or if it's black friday cyber monday season like the natural discount that you're going to throw at their face but nonetheless that traffic is converting like crazy so for instance usual e-com stores are facing a conversion rate between one and three maybe up to five percent it's if it's really a good optimized d2c store but on the other hand the repeat buyers who are going to come back to your funnel are going to convert between 10 and 15 percent so okay. you can imagine that for every single email it really depends on your store on your niche on your category but we're seeing between 50 cents up to almost like five to six dollars per recipient revenue for a single email that is going to get pushed to these repeat buyers coming back to your funnel and when i say repeat bias it means that it might be a brand new purchase made on your store but they're going to come back to the funnel and they might put up a second purchase, a third purchase. They're going to become repeat buyers. So how does it, your system, does it show, does it have like a, similarly a like a landing page, they have like, you know, you might be interested in these products kind of thing. Correct. Uh, uh, we are, we're currently building a customizable branded tracking page, which you have some banners, which, uh, you know, beautiful call to action buttons to go back to a specific collection. Or we are utilizing a system that we are currently working on to make it even better with upsell and cross-sell functionality. So for instance, you might select which products to show up right below the order information on your tracking page. So it's a natural process. They're going to consume the most recent updates. They're going to scroll down. I mean, I'm speaking about the bias itself. And they're going to click through and spend more money. And um, what we're seeing, it's fascinating, but 
even though we are not the typical post-purchase upsell downsell uh, platform, but we're going to utilize that technology quite soon because we want to completely close the gap from order to unboxing, as I said it. Uh, we are seeing a boom between 2 and 3% on top, more revenue to your bottom line every single month. And uh, the ROI is just tremendous because based upon our plans that we have put together on the Shopify App Store, we guarantee between 10 and 100x ROI, or we're going to give your money back. Okay, that sounds like a good deal. So yeah. um, how do you, something I've been thinking about recently, um, how, does, how can retailers differentiate themselves through delivery? What, what do you think? I mean, okay, so I'll give you some examples, right? So we um, ship to, uh, you know, we, my retail business, we ship um, into, into Europe and we actually use mainly raw mail airmail, which hopefully isn't, uh, isn't tracked. But we're, we're yeah. beginning to think, God, we need to start to wow consumers with the delivery. What are your kind of best tips for, you know, basically wowing consumers? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, by the way. Number one, shipping, uh, shipping speed. It's a number one factor because if you're going to play cheap, you're going to extend the time for anybody to, ha to have their hands dirty. What I mean by that is to get the item delivered before they're going to think about, oh, I'm going to spend even more money. Because it's a natural process, if it's the first time buy, they're gonna wait for the experience to uh, to come to an end. They're gonna open the package. If it's a quality product, they're gonna be having a, another reason to come back and spend more money. So optimize on speed. And if you're not doing drop shipping, for, so for instance, if you're sourcing products from China or any other place out there, make sure that you can restock on time so that yeah. you can still push products not on deck order. But uh, for instance, have them uh, almost always ready in stock to be delivered to, to your customers. Okay. So, I mean, how do you think, what do you, how do you see this, the future of online delivery? What, what kind of changes are, are on the way? Uh, I think that the future is not so bright. I think that uh, uh, even, you know, huge companies like DHL and FedEx and UPS and Royal Mail, for instance, uh, they can't just optimize for one season, which is a Q4 season where the demand is going to go 10x, yeah. but they don't have enough, uh, I don't know, human resources, uh, I, I don't know, trucks, cars whatsoever to support, you know, the increase of the sales only in 10 days of the year. So usually it's going to be that spike in Q4 and these shipping delays, which are inevitable at some You've point. You've seen huge delays in China, I think. I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, I think that the couriers hate Black Friday because it just creates a, a big blip. Correct. They but they're going to make so much money. Even though they had it, they're going to make, you know, the, the chunk of the, of the revenue in the Q4 season. But nonetheless, uh, I think that, uh, I think that the end consumers, which are the buyers, are getting used to these delays right now. But they want to get, uh, get assured that, they're getting notified, item is out for delivery. It might take, for example, 10 days longer, but they're going to just be patient to get on that beautiful deal. So are you actually, are you seeing, because my experience with, um, you know, because, I don't know if you've been to the UK much, but it used to be in the UK that Royal Mail was like the rubbish service. No one likes it, right? Yeah, it's like the, re the regular post service. Elsewhere. Well, it's a regular post. But now you yeah. see what happens is, is, is now you've got Royal Mail, the Royal Mail van turns up every day. It's a gentleman in the uniform, and, you know, whereas, you know, Amazon is just a, a guy in a white van who just turns up and uh, they just turn the delivery you know, into a, a guy with a PDA. And pe people, people like Hermes, people like Yodel in the UK, the quality of the delivery is actually getting worse because, because there's so much price pressure. Correct. That, you know, they, they're a little bit, I mean, you know, raw mail is a little bit more expensive, but a whole pile better. I mean, are you seeing 
some carriers are, you know, there's a drop in a drop in quality of delivery. Always. Like, I think that the world is not made to, uh, to supply the quality of the service on a huge scale. To put it like that, the more that the business is going to grow, uh, the, the less efficient it's going to turn out to be. It's not like a software that you can automate on the web using more hosting power, more, I don't know, better, for example, uh, a, a technology to apply into it. But uh, when it comes down to real life examples, like utilizing the supply chain with these huge delays uh, that are happening in US primarily over the past one year, and with the fact that e-commerce is growing, the growth of the e-commerce can't sustain the quality of the service when it comes down to shipping carriers. So the only way to have it, not that I'm trying to sell my software, but is to be open, transparent with your end consumers, your customers, and just to say, you know what? We know that in the likelihood of having your item delivered with Hermes or Royal Mail, there might be some challenges, but we're here to support you. Please trust in our brand. Uh, we want to make your life so much more easier. Yeah. But I mean, you see, to a certain extent, you see, if, if everything was delivered perfectly all the time, you'd be out of a business. So, Correct, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But then, you know, if, if everything happened perfectly, I think none of us would have jobs, would we? So yeah, it's all about problems. So what's on your, how do you see your product developing? What's on the roadmap? Uh, uh, thank you for the question, by the way. I was not really prepared for that, but uh, I'm going to spit it out loud. Number one, uh, we just recently closed our seed round. We raised $2.7 million in investment, okay. uh, which is a great gunpowder for our company to keep on building a great product. Uh, number two, uh, we are going to be focusing primarily on uh, data. The two most visited pages, which are the order confirmation page and the tracking page after the buy button. And that we're going to be applying upsell cross upsell downsell functionality. So with these three optimization parts of the post purchase experience, we want to boost the revenue, the bottom line revenue, with more than ten percent. That's the the whole goal of the software. Either way, use the data, apply the data, and make more triggers, aka more tools and resources for these merchants to fight back on the cost per acquisitions which are ever rising on Facebook and TikTok. TikTok is a little bit cheap right now, which, which is like the new killing sound, which is going to provide that opportunity for at least a couple of more years moving forward. But Google is expensive. Everybody's, anything when it comes down to acquiring customers from the web is expensive nowadays. So the only way to build a solid business is to number one, care on the pre-purchase experience so that you can get in, in, you're going to have enough guarantees to make more people convinced and spend money with your brand. But after you're gonna uh, get these purchases coming up uh, into your funnel, you need to find a way to treat them nicely and build that AOV up and build that customer lifetime value up. And that's why we're gonna come into play and help you out with building that retention and customer lifetime value. Okay, great. Look, final question. What has inspired you recently? Could be anything, could be and it's not very inspirational time at the moment, is it? In these dark uh, days. I, I'm probably going to have a thousand people hating me for that. But I think that TikTok is a great place right now for newbies, even like myself, to try and build content which is native to what the expectations of the final consumer is right now. No more like fancy advertorials like on YouTube and these fancy ads on Facebook where you're going to scroll the feed and you'll know that you're going to stumble upon an ad. 
I think that we're shifting right now to a more like native experience, even right now, me and you talking over a stupid microphone, which is like 50 bucks, we're recording content and we can repurpose the content on different media channels. But this is why TikTok is doing it so well, because you can simply get on your app, record for 10, 15 minutes, you can split up into pieces and you have a great chance to build your own community, which is not really secured right now on YouTube or Facebook and all the other places. And by the way, Facebook is doing a pretty bad job with the organic reach either way over the past couple of years. So I think it's gonna be fascinating to see how Facebook is gonna go down in terms of stock price, in terms of people spending money, uh, time on their platform against these small visual appealing platforms like TikTok. That would, that again, would, break, that would, that would break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Facebook is, a, is an awful company. Second only yeah. to Amazon in terms of awfulness, if that's a word. Uh, I don't think Amazon, I, I think that Amazon is actually a great example how to, how, how to build a company that cares about the end consumer, which is not Facebook by all means. But they don't care about the, the they, well, I mean, you could argue that their consumers, that their, their retailers are also their customers and they treat their retailers very badly. Correct, but uh, Amazon was not built to police these merchants who are trying to sell on the platform. Amazon was just built for the brand Amazon itself and then anything afterwards. So meaning that well, I mean, one-on-one -on -one communication. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's an issue that that, that Amazon is a, um, you know, it, it's great for consumers. It's dreadful for, you know, they, it, but it's a, it's a monopoly. Correct. And it, it's a monopoly. And, it, it you know, you see, as, as someone is, who deals a lot with Amazon on the inside, you see this monopolistic behavior, as in they treat their merchants really, really badly. And when they've got rid of all their, their competition, then they're going to start to treat their consumers badly as well, because that is what monopolies do. Correct. And I think that it's a good point. And it's, uh, it's, it's an ever repeating example, regardless of the, of the place that we're experiencing in our lifetime when it's come down to business. For example, even war right now, which is a shitty place to be right now with the case of Ukraine. But I'm referring to the fact that if it's a baby just born, it's almost like cranking can't do nothing. But the more that it's going to grow, the more power he's got, the baby, whether it's going to be a boy or girl, they're going to collect. And uh, at some point, they start to feel that they're unbeatable. That happened with Amazon. They're so big right now. So I don't see any real competitors aside from people who are the end consumers to change their mind, which is what's That's happening true. right now with Facebook. If you don't treat your end consumers where the attention is the right way, they're going to turn your back and go elsewhere to look for more pleasing content. And that's where I think that us, I, I don't try to play and try to fight with Amazon by all means. Uh, I, uh, in my opinion, I would rather be on two platforms rather than just, you know, fight against, uh, against one, one to each other. So it means that uh, I would rather advise anybody to build their Shopify store, but also put up your Amazon store as well, put up your eBay yeah. listings, like yeah. do the omni-channel marketing because you never know when things, uh, things are going to hit the fan. That's true. That's a good bit of advice to end with. Thank you, Kill. It's been great talking to you. And I think I'm going to go and try out your product. Uh, thank you so much for having me today, buddy. Uh, and uh, looking forward to talking to you in future as well. Bye-bye. Okay.